You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network as we come to you once again for another recap episode of Survivor Heroes vs. Healers vs. Hustlers, season 35. We are very much into the pointy end of this season, and we've had a double episode this week, episodes 10 and 11, and uh, plenty to cover as per usual. And we're very excited to finally say to you, we've gotten a former contestant back on the line. It's been a few weeks since we've had one, and uh, what a way to break our little drought by bringing back a legend of Survivor. He is a winner of this game. He's a two-time player. He's a Survivor Hall of Famer. He's everything and everything all in once. His name, of course, is Ethan Zon, and he's with us me on the line right now. Ethan, welcome back to the Oz Network. Oh, my God. Thank you so much for having me back. You are too kind with that introduction, but thank you. <laughs> I feel like I undersold you there for some reason, but um, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's such a pleasure to have you back here, mate, as always. We, we love having you on the show, but, uh, I mean, we're obviously, as I said, very much into the pointy end of this season. Um, I mean, how, how are you finding this season? Because, I mean, I think kind of the, the reception from some people is this hasn't been the best season, but a lot of people, are, I think, are kind of thinking it's going to hopefully get better. I mean, I, for one, love it, but, I mean, I, I want to know what you think of what this season's been like so far. Yeah, you know, I think it. Uh, I think it's a, overall, I think it's an okay season. Uh, you know, I think uh, the early on, you know, it, it, as most seasons go, it was a little bit vanilla, a little bit plain, um, but now I think, yeah, things are heating up right now, and I think it's starting to get exciting, and I think it's going to end... Uh, you know, just, uh, I think it's going to be an exciting ending. Mm. Well, I mean, we're starting to get some really interesting stuff, of course. I mean, we've had this kind of big alliance of seven that's cracked and then it sort right. of hasn't. And then we're kind of back to sort of all over the place when we've kind of set it up. And I, mean, I think there's only about, we're only about two weeks left, I think, from memory. They generally end this now about I know. two weeks before Christmas. It used to be about a week before Christmas, but I think it's sort of, yeah, it's, um, it's gone by quickly, hasn't it? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, a little bit. You know, I think what's, you know, what's, what I find uh, interesting about this season particularly, where I feel some of the players are, like, caught between the whole, like, moral, don't tell a lie, you know, be, you know, a kind, honest person, and then you got, like, total opposite side of the spectrum where people are, like, purposely being evil, trying to stir things up, and yet the game of Survivor, you know, you're supposed to kind of, navigate your way through that or, or, or lie or, or do stuff like that. So I think it's interesting to see a little bit of this dichotomy on this uh, this season. Now, I know you and I have talked a lot about in your times on this show, kind of, you know, back when you played House, obviously different to kind of how it is uh, now. But, I mean, I think kind of a lot of talk <laughs> we've had in on the last few weeks is that this season did have some old-school feels to it, particularly with kind of such a big alliance that seemingly was, was very strong and tight and that we might kind of have it holding strong until the 7. Obviously, it did break this week but i mean do, do you feel right. that survivor the way it's played now it is ever possible to kind of go back to an old school mentality where you are so strong in the light similar to what you had in your season the seasons before it uh and kind of have these pagongings where they do take off people because it's so such a rare thing for it to ever happen and we were trying to work out recently when even the last time we had such a strong alliance stick together till sort of a final point and i think we kind of it was about at least 10 or 11 seasons since we've had something like that Right. Yeah, you know, I, to answer your question, you know, I don't, I don't think there is. You know, I, you know, obviously, I'll, I'll reference the season I was on, Survivor Africa. But like Lex, Tom, and I, we had a pretty strong alliance starting on day like two or three, and we went to the end of the game together. Like, I think that's rare in in this game of Survivor. 
Um, so I don't know if you can ever really go back to that just based on what you see here. It seems like it's a tribal council to tribal council type of strategy, maybe with a little bit of a, a stronger bond with one or two that you could maybe tap into when you need it, if you need it type thing. Mm. And it's, I mean, it's kind of been a thing, a trend recently, I think, really since uh, Second Chances Cambodia, which even alliances seem to be rare. It's almost this voting block pattern, isn't it? That it is very much tribal to tribal and kind of it just keeps fluctuating. I mean, we still sort of have a, a loose seven, but within that seven, we have a, what, a, like a five. So, uh, you know, I mean, you got to look at someone like Mike who... Yeah, he survived now that Joe's gone, but, I mean, kind of, is he going to be able to find a place with someone like Chrissy or Ryan, given that they know they're on the outs now that Ben's secret has been revealed, that he wasn't on the outs? I mean, there's so much here to digest, kind of, on how it's all played out. But, I mean, let's let's talk about Mike. We're here. I mean, Mike is... So much to talk about, Mike, in, in relation to you, of course, in this uh, this episode. But of course, <laughs> how how have you taken Mike so far? Because I mean, he's an interesting player of this game, and he's obviously playing pretty hard for someone who maybe you wouldn't consider to play a style of game that he is playing. Yeah, no, I think he's doing a really great job, actually. Uh, you know, I feel you know he's obviously, he's a smart, obviously a smart guy. You know, he's uh, you know pretty thoughtful in, in, in his ability to read other people. I mean, so I feel he's been just pl- playing a little bit. I think he's been doing it right. He's kind of got that nerdy kind of uh, vibe going on, not too much of a threat physically during challenges, but, you know, smart and he's got a good social game. Um, and he just, I, I think he's doing a decent job. And his challenge ability too. I mean, he's kind of coming through yeah. with a little bit of a, uh, Challenge ability. I mean, do do you feel kind of if you've got if you're in that position, you've got a choice between Joe and Mike. Uh, I mean, do you take Joe out because he's more annoying? I mean, Mike, as we kind of said, is starting to become a bit of a challenge threat. I mean, kind of, did they make the right choice in taking Joe out? Uh, yeah, I think they made the right choice of taking Joe out at this stage of the game. You know, as as kind of up and down as it is, it still is good to kind of feel personally connected to someone and i feel that like mike has that ability you know his social game is a little bit better than joe's like joe's is rubbing people really the wrong way obviously mike jumped on top of that and kind of started rubbing people the wrong way as well but like people really just didn't like joe you know so when push comes to shove it comes down to that what they were saying like the you can't calculate the personal relationship part of this game you know it can be a numbers game but you really can't uh, in, in the end of the game, it's a game of relationships, right? Mm, exactly, exactly. And kind of, we just kept seeing that with Joe, even uh, when they were back at camp and kind of Mike's joking like, oh, come on, Joe, start an argument up with Chrissy and Ashley all of a sudden. It's just kind of like the way he was sort of uh, perceived out there. I mean, he had so many Tony vibes about him, but I, I kind of think the difference right, between he him, did, the yeah. difference between him and Tony, though, is that as much as people probably don't want to admit it, Tony was, I guess, more likable in terms of people around the camp. I mean, they voted for him to win. I know he's only up against Wu, but, I mean, still, I, I kind of think at least Tony had an element of a social game, whereas Joe's maybe wasn't up to scratch like Tony's was. That's weird saying that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, comparing them. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, I don't know. I, I, I don't really have an answer to that. I mean, I feel, yeah, Joe just 
didn't really know when to stop, you know, and then he kind of got so deep into it that that was his strategy that he kind of had to just go with it in the end. Mm. It's too hard to come back from that. Yeah, obviously we're going to cover, you know, a wide variety of things over these two episodes. So we don't generally go in order and kind of everything that happened. But I mean, kind of obviously the first episode, right. I guess, was dominated by the fact that the seven w- was broken um, and kind of just mm-hmm. some interesting things around that. I mean, this, this whole plan, I, I'm actually really surprised that it's taken 35 seasons for something like this to actually happen. Devin's plan where he was said to Ben, you still vote along with Chrissy and Ryan and JP to make it seem like you're on the outs to get intel. Uh, I mean, how is this? This is such a genius idea. And to come from Devin, I'm not trying to be mean to Devin. I just, I guess maybe a lot of people are underestimating his gameplay. I, for one, just did not think he had that in him. But that's a genius move. How have we never seen that before? I know. I guess. I mean. I, now that you say it, I guess you're right. I mean, I was trying to think. Actually, my wife mentioned that. She's like, I think that might be the first time someone's actually, you know, successfully pulled off like a freaking, you know, Russian spy uh, <laughs> little situation over there. You know, <laughs> it was perfect timing with the political climate here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he did a really good job at selling that and figuring that out. Um, or maybe Devin was like, "All right, go do it. If it doesn't work, you're going to get caught, and they're going to hate you, and they're going to vote you off." So he's kind of setting them up for disaster as well but if it worked out it worked out in his favor also yeah you know you never know do you, do you think devin's been but underestimated yeah, on I that like level he's a, yeah he's a cool dude yeah yeah he's a cool dude he, he's kind of like a little surfer guy you didn't really think much of him but you know but yeah now he's starting to come alive a little bit because i guess kind of it's easy to kind of lump him in the jp cole uh category this season of yeah like that sort of younger good looking guy who's kind of you know a bit aloof and a bit you know out there i guess the difference between himself jp and cole a for one compared to jp we know devon's playing the game do we even realize jp got voted out this week i don't think anyone did um and like difference is not poor guy man fainting like cole did so so, I mean, he's got game. I mean, Devin... I mean, actually, that that vote, though, I was a little surprised at that vote in the sense that, like, they had the opportunity to vote off... Uh uh, Mike, Mike, I don't know who they're going to vote off, but someone, so much, someone could have been, they could have voted off someone much more important. Like at that Chrissy, Chrissy potentially was. maybe was the one that they could have yes, turned into that yes, point. Yeah. Yes. And, um, so that was really interesting that they chose JP of all people at that moment when they could have pretty much gone with anyone. And it felt, anyone, it it yeah. felt like we didn't get an explanation. And the thing is, and I think, I, and I would love one of our listeners to correct uh, me if I'm wrong here, I'm pretty sure JP just became the first person ever to be eliminated from this game that wasn't a quitter to not have his final words aired. Because we didn't even hear after he was voted out, like, oh, it was, it was a great game, such an honour, what a blindside. Like, they didn't even air that. I, I think he might be the first, Ethan, to have never had them aired that didn't oh quit. Oh, God. <laughs> Poor guy, dude. You're just kicking him when he's down. <laughs> um, yeah, that, I would like to know, too, because that's a pretty funny uh, fun fact on Survivor that uh, only only you would probably think about. But, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, it was. I agree with you. It was kind of a bit strange that they, they chose him because... I mean, yeah, I mean, even you look at Chrissy, who, I mean, she was my winner's pick from day one, and this is maybe the closest I might ever get to having my correct choice. Um, but, I mean, kind of just her winning that immunity this in the second episode and obviously knowing how much danger she was in. I mean, if, if you're in that seven, if you're in Lauren's position, because she kind of seemed to be the driving force into getting everyone to flip and get JP, I mean, as you kind of just alluded to, do you think that someone like Chrissy or, or even, I guess, Ryan was a, was a better choice than JP in that instance? Um, yeah, I mean, one, I think, I think Lauren's doing great, um, and I think, uh, she's like 
you know, one of my picks to kind of go far in this game. I still think Mike Z is going to go pretty far. And Ashley, those are kind of my, my picks right now. Ashley, Mike Z, and Lauren, mm-hmm. with Lauren taking it all. But anyway, and I don't know how they're going to come together, but I just feel that way. But, yeah, Chrissy's, you know, I thought, uh, you know, I think Chrissy's doing uh, – a, a good yeah. I actually forget what your question was, man. <laughs> <laughs> do you think they should have I, maybe I, I targeted? Got it right? head. It's all right. It's it, it, it happens. This happens often. Uh, do you, do you think that they should have maybe yeah targeted Chrissy or Ryan instead of going for JP? Yes, yes, sorry. That's, that was a question. Good, thank you. <laughs> yes, I definitely think they should have. <laughs> definitely, I would have gone after Chrissy. I think she's a great player. Like you said, you know, could have been, uh, could be going to the end. Uh, I would have definitely targeted someone more important. You know, JP is, is so vanilla like that, you know, and uh, just, just good at challenges, no social game. Is it, um, I mean, it's a, it's a hindsight question. I guess there's never technically a right time to, to do something in Survivor. It's just you take the moment when you've got it. But, I mean, do you agree that uh, Lauren's move was the right time to, I guess, break that seven and, and do it when she did at the final nine? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I think it might have been more... I mean, I don't know. I, I, whatever. Obviously, it worked, and she's fine, but I probably would have waited one more tribal council to try to do something like that. But uh, it was definitely, you know, really smart and well-executed, and I was super impressed, uh, totally. Mm. Well, she's got the extra vote, of course, too. I mean, I think kind of that's still... Yeah. Uh, See, so. that's the thing with this game. Like I think, like you said, it's why you know, like there hasn't been any, any long-term alliances like there was back in the day. It, 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 I think it's like almost impossible because there are so many like X factors now and luck factors that just didn't exist. So, like you know, it's very you know things changed by the day, by the minute. It just it wasn't as like uh, fast pace, I guess you can say, back in the day. Um, so in the sense that things didn't flip and flop and you have to extra votes here and a clue there and an advantage here. And like, there's a, they're looking for clues at every single tribal council at every single like reward, you know, that just didn't happen back then, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, that's, I mean, so there's so many more things to impact the game, yeah. um, where you can't keep a strong alliance. Yeah. And I mean, you know, you're, you're obviously the same as me. We've been watching this show since the beginning. I mean, you were obviously on the very third, you know, the third season, uh, which, you know, is right at the beginning and kind of week and I guess sort of remember the days as kind of as you were saying when this was like this and I mean I personally miss it I'm sure you miss it too I mean it's great this game's developed into what it is but I mean it kind of you know would be nice maybe to have a season where it wasn't as complicated and we did just have a nice good old old-fashioned alliance right <laughs> you know where's our modern yeah, Lex right. Ethan and Tom you know final three final four <laughs> No, I hear you. I mean, there's something to be said about that side of it where, like, you really do have to develop personal relationships with these people and work together and then yet kind of stab them in the back over, like, you know, weeks versus kind of like someone you kind of just joined up with for a tribal council or two. Yeah. You know, there's no emotional attachment to anyone here. Yeah, which is, which is like, I mean, that's kind of how it is now, isn't it? That people, it's rare that you yeah. will have emotional attachments as as strong as you know you would get like you're not really going to get a a lex situation where you know who voted for me you know i'm going to like you know find out and i'm going to cut the snow you know like it's it's rare that you're going to get something like that now which i mean sure it's it's better for the people who like the the gameplay and the strategy element but i mean kind of as as obviously when you first played i mean it really was only just developing into that it was still very a personal relationship sort of game which didn't necessarily have as much as we have today clearly 
Exactly. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. Which is just—it's fascinating. I mean, you know, it's a whole other uh, episode in itself, going over the the differences and everything along those lines. But we—I mean, we recently kind of went over uh, a project we did a long time ago where we rated every single player in the history of Survivor, and kind of when we added the newer players from the last five seasons, we found that we weren't rating them as high. And it's not to take away from these players saying that they're bad players. We just felt that kind of going to what you were saying about how there's so much luck involved now and there's kind of just the way it changes it. It's it's so rare that we can kind of get a player that dominates from the get-go or a player that seemingly yeah. has it all figured out that they can kind of, you know, navigate their way through to the end. And really the last sort of five or so seasons, six seasons maybe, it's just it's just been difficult to kind of pinpoint a player who maybe has been able to, to do that. And that's just, I guess, how the games change, really. Right, yeah. I mean, there's something really exciting about kind of seeing a player, hearing what's in his brain, and then kind of seeing them execute that. Like, that's a fun thing to see as a, as a viewer, right? So, like, you know, you can see, uh, you know, Parvati talk to the camera. She's like, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z, and then I'm going to do this, 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 and then it just out, it plays out, and then, she, you know, there's, there's, that, there's that too, which is exciting and fun. Just as fun as, like, the crazy kind of, you know, upside-down flips thing and, you know, different, just different things every two seconds. Mm, yeah, yeah, it's definitely sort of interesting that way. Um, I mean, we, we talked a little about Lauren, uh, obviously. Uh, I mean, Ben. Yeah. Ben's a, seems to be a popular player out there. I mean, he's always, you know, what been called King Arthur and kind of everybody sort of going that. Now that, I mean, he can clearly only play this Russian spiral for one. And we I think we saw Chrissy sort of look to him at the second tribal council that clearly she knows that obviously he was sort of on there. I mean, is that going to affect him? I mean, I, I know it's kind of it's difficult to predict him given that, you know, he's really only going to have Ryan and I guess Chrissy against him and they could just pick them off one by one and boom, he's fine in the final, you know, five or so. But I mean, do you think that, I mean, as you were saying with Devin, like... I mean, it, I think as as game players, like I think Chrissy and, and Ryan as game players have to respect what Ben sure. just did, but they're going to, I'd imagine they'd be totally pissed off and a little bit embarrassed, but... Uh, you know, I think I think Ryan's been playing it right. Like after both tribal councils, he kind of like, you know, deep down inside, he was pissed off, but he said, you know, I, I gave them respect and I congratulated them, you know. But so I think that was the way to go versus what Chrissy did, who was kind of asking questions. When did this start? Would let me ask questions about this, and then so. In that sense, I think uh, I think Ryan has a better shot at sticking around than Chrissy. It's it's interesting, kind of with Chrissy, and it's 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 something that is always raised about kind of like this, I guess, older woman archetype that they can sort of go far and generally play well, but it's then it's like it's it seems hard for them to kind of get the respect for their game at the end. I mean, again, I know we're still a couple of weeks away, and it's no sort of certainty that Chrissy can get to the end, but do you feel if Chrissy can get to the end that she has a solid argument that maybe we can break this trope of kind of that 40-plus woman getting to the end and just not getting the respect for their game? I, I mean, I think that's a... I don't know if I can answer that question, but, uh, you know, I, I guess the past... Has a past bunch of winners been, like, on the... I'm just trying to think of who won these past few years. Yeah, I don't know. I mean... I don't really think it makes a difference, um, the, you know, the, the age thing that much. Uh, although you guess you don't see that many, too many old people winning that these days. But uh, you know, I think, I think she's, 
people see that she's a, like knowledgeable and experienced and she's kind of a really smart, you know, thinker mm-hmm. out there and that might kind of get them a little bit uh, freaked out a little bit and in that sense maybe want to get her out. Now, Ben's choice not to disclose he has an idol. There's always pros and cons of, of either way. I mean, I don't know if I've ever really asked you this, Ethan, because you didn't play in an era of idols, but you find an idol. Are you a pl- type of player that you feel is going to keep it, like Ben, keep it secret, or do you want to use it as sort of leverage and kind of you know sway some trust with another player? Yeah, I think it's totally a game-time decision, you know, uh, when you're out there. I mean, you got to imagine that, you know, I don't know. It's got its benefits both ways. If you're on the bottom of the table, like, and you got an idol and you need to work way up, that might be a time to share. But if you're kind of in doing all right, maybe you don't tell anyone about it. I think I was. I thought Ben was actually going to play his idol. I, you know, I, I, there's a chance that I thought he was going home at the end of that episode. I don't know. He's like screaming at the TV, "Play your idol, play your idol, play your idol." <laughs> but uh, you know, he was fart. They, you know, maybe that was just the editing. But uh, I was a little bit. I liked that last episode. I think it was good. Yeah, yeah, definitely agree. Uh, now, just quickly, also, you mentioned. Uh, Ashley is maybe in one of your few picks there that you think can uh, yeah. to win this game. I mean, what what is it about Ashley that you feel kind of she can she can take this home to to win this game? I don't know. She kind of has like a little. You know, she's definitely fit, athletic. Um, kind of. She's got. She's holding her tongue a little bit. Although she's gotten a few, a few arguments with uh, Joe, but now that he's gone. I don't know. I just think she's got a good. You know. Uh, kind of got a good vibe going on based on like the, some of the editing, you know, and I, uh, I think she could do well in the challenges in the end. And uh, I don't know. I think, yeah, I think she's got a good shot. I like Ashley. I've been an Ashley fan from the beginning and I, I like the fact that she, yeah, got some good edits. She obviously won immunity this week as well. So I'd yeah. like to say I'd be a, I'd be a Ashley fan if she, well, I'm she already am, but yeah, if she could win this game. It's kind of interesting though, really, isn't it? About, I mean, it's, it seems one of these seasons that, Again, there's no clear-cut winner, at least, you know, there's obviously, we can lump them into groups, I feel, of, you know, who's got the best chance. But, um, I mean, is out of out of the seven that are left, is there maybe one yep. person that you think just has no shot of winning this game? Uh, no shot. Uh, I don't know, I think Devin, no shot. I don't know why, I just feel like, uh, I mean, he's playing a good game right now, but I think there's going to come a time where... He's just gonna. They might see his uh, like as a threat physically type thing, and we mm-hmm. need to get him out. Mm-hmm. That's where. So I, I don't know. That's my 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 prediction. Just interesting thought. I just kind of look. He's scanning through these players, and this is just a random thing that I've just picked up on here, Ethan. This is uh we've got seven players left, and uh, they're all from six different states. This might be the first time in a long time that we've had kind of such a diverse spread. And they're all from California <laughs> or New York. I've just randomly looked at that. <laughs> just. <laughs> Actually, no, five states. Sorry, yeah, two of them are from I, I Jersey. I don't even know why you would have noticed that. I don't know. But uh, kudos <laughs> to you for figuring that out. I'm just staring at their names, and I'm like, oh, they're all from different states. And then I realize, actually, no, <laughs> two are from Jersey, two are from Florida. Then we've got North Carolina, California, uh, and Idaho. So, anyway, that's just Ben being random. Um, now, I want to rate these episodes, and obviously got some questions. Who's from here. Idaho? Uh, who is from Idaho? That is Ben. Ben is from Idaho. Ben's from Idaho, nice. Yeah, right, yeah, he is. And, uh, I'm going to be going to Idaho soon. Nice. What's up, Ben? What's, what's in Idaho? What's, yep. uh, what's hanging out in Idaho? I, I think I... Uh, yeah, I just got some buddy, buddies out in Idaho. I, I, actually, I was meant to go to Idaho, but I didn't go. It's one of the few states I actually haven't been to. So. <laughs> is that Potato State? Am I thinking of the right state? 
The, 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 yeah, the no, potatoes. Yeah. Poor Idaho, just that's all they thought about the potatoes and Ben. Right. Um, so, you know. and ben, now ben, ben put them back on the map. Yes, it's all about potatoes. Maybe they can name a potato after Ben. I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's a great name. I mean, I would suggest naming. I know he's, after. he's played it. You know, I, you know. I think he's. I don't know. I mean, I think a lot of a lot of the people left have a good shot, but I, I'm leaning with. Uh, if I had to pick someone that was going to win, I don't know why. I'm picking like Lauren or Mike Z. That's it. Now I, I want to. I've got to talk to you about Mike Z in a minute because we've got a bit here on on that because kind of comes into our listener questions a little bit. So I might save it there. I'll just quickly, Ethan, though, get you to rate these episodes because um, obviously our, oh, our rating system here. Buy it, rent it, bin it in terms of uh, the separate ones. Now, we'll start with the first part of episode of this double episode, which is the JP one in terms of, you know, right up to his vote out. I mean, in terms of the grand scheme of things, do you think it was a great episode? Do you think it was like a medium one? Or do you think it was a terrible episode? Are you going to buy it, rent it, or bin it? I said it was medium. It was medium. So you'd rent that one? Perfect. Yeah, I think... Would I, I rent it? Yeah, that's kind of our medium rating, I guess, if we're going on that scale. All right. <laughs> I'll go on that scale. You go on that scale, perfect. Yeah, I, I'm maybe with you there. that's like a that's like I gotta drink a I gotta drink like two beers before I watch. <laughs> it. Two or three beers before I watch. It's, it. it's not as bad as if you drink like five beers or something. That's like how that. you need to rate the episodes. Like if it's like a really bad episode, you gotta drink like ten beers to get make through it. <laughs> yes. you know? that's a good idea. Actually, maybe it's we need a great to episode. It's like one beer. You're just, yeah. you're just all jazzed up. <laughs> and if it's the worst episode in the world, you gotta drink like an entire like carton or something like that. Just oh my go god, okay. Yeah. Um. What about yeah. the second episode then? Okay, beers. How many, are we uh, one, five, or ten? <laughs> yeah, because like the first episode, like Mike, Mike played his idol. He didn't have to play his idol. He's a little embarrassed about that. That so yeah, but that that episode wasn't that great. I thought the second episode was better. Definitely a better episode. Definitely a better. Episode. So, so would you say that's a, that's a buy it? That's a one beer episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, totally one beer episode. One beer episode. Yeah, I'll I'll agree with you on that one too. I would uh, I would put that on the buy scale and have a, have a beer along the way with that as well. So what's some uh, what's some <laughs> what's some good New Hampshire beer? Is it do you have a beer of choice in that neck of the woods? Uh, well, I live right near a place called Henniker, mm-hmm. Henniker, New Hampshire. It's a small little ski mountain right there, but they have Henniker Brewer. Uh-huh. Uh, so there's a brewery right there, so they make uh, a good couple of local craft beers. So I would, I'm going to go with that one. Perfect, sounds good Give to a me. Little plug to Hanneker, New Hampshire. Yeah, yeah. Hanneker, New Hampshire. There you go. Uh, official sponsor of the Oz Network. Uh, not really, but it sounds good. There you go. If they're <laughs> listening. Give us a message. We can we can knock something up. Uh, now, before I get to these lizard questions, uh, you emailed me this just before, obviously, we came on air, and this was something I was going to bring up, because I remember talking about this on our preview episode, um, because, you know, always these contestants will, you know, do their little pregame intros and s- sort of talk about former players that they want to compare themselves with and all sort of stuff, and they're, they're generic, usually, Ethan, they're, they're poverty, you know, they're Russell, they're Boss and Rob, they're always the same, but I love it when they kind of go back into the past and they bring up players and... Such an occasion happened this season with good old Mike and uh, his kind of weird love of you and his wife's weird love of you. Now, were you aware? <laughs> were you aware of all this kind of going into the game? 
No, no, no. I had no clue going into the game. <laughs> uh, but but that but that obviously like I guess he said it in one of his like entry in, in videos, and so then a bunch of people emailed me, and they're like, "Holy shit, dude! Like, <laughs> did you see this? This dude named his son after you." <laughs> and I was, it, was, it was a pretty pretty weird. So I read up on of it. Uh, so yeah, it's kind of a weird little situation. I love the fact but that he basically stalked you. Listen, um, it's, a, it's a cool honor. <laughs> what do you say? I love the fact that he basically stalked you, that he knew what neighborhood you lived <laughs> in New York. I mean, that's kind of creepy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as the story goes, yeah, we lived in the same area of New York City, so uh, we, we used to pass each other. I mean, I didn't know of him because whatever, I had just been on the show or something, and he had not been on the show yet, so we didn't know each other. Uh, but, and so, yeah, and then uh, I guess they... He was doing his internship there or something, yeah. And pretty uh pretty pretty funky little situation going on there. Mm. I actually actually I'm wearing like Twitter friends right now, so I, I, I wished him good luck in the episode <laughs> tonight. So um, I I'm, I'm sure I'm sure you didn't did you send one to his wife at the same time? Because that would be a bit awkward, wasn't right, it? I mean, you're, yeah. on, you're on a whole pass it list was. there, so <laughs> uh, I guess so. Like I don't know what that all that means, but apparently uh <laughs> You've each got you've Which each got in a relationship. To be public about that. Yeah, you, you've each got sort of hall passes that you know you're allowed certain amount of celebrities <laughs> that you might be allowed to get away with having a a moment with, and it's not right. cheating. So, um, yeah, um, I mean that's I, I just I cracked up so yeah. much when I read that, and the, I, I don't I know probably if that's won't be visiting them. In no, Florida. no, Maybe you you kind of be avoiding no. them. Uh, so maybe you can meet you know, Mike right. and his son, but it was just like, oh, keep your wife away. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> just, just you know, that's. I mean, it's kind of awkward the fact that that's a whole past, but they named this son. I don't know. Is, have you had other occasions where <laughs> right, people yeah. where people have said they named their son after you after Survivor? Or is this the first time you've ever noticed this? Yeah, I mean, I don't want to sound like a, a total like dickhead, but yes, it I ha- it has happened in the past, and it has been brought to my attention. So wow. over the the years, there's been a few people that have kind of said something like, "Oh yeah." You know, and they'll say, I, "How do you react to that?" So that is, it is a little bit weird. That is but. a weird thing to hear. I can imagine that's like one of those moments where you're like, "Oh, okay, thank you. It's an honor." <laughs> like, <laughs> right? Yeah, it is. I mean, yeah. Uh, I'm like, oh my god, if they really know what this word, this name Ethan, is attached to it, like what a, a crazy life this kid's gonna have. No. Um, that's but uh, you know, actually, Rob Sesternino, I did. Uh, he does a podcast as well, so I was doing his podcast earlier this year, and they did. He did a little. Uh, it, you could go back and, and check it out, but he did, he did a little like comparison, like the name Colby and the name Ethan. Like, what percentage did they increase in the years two thousand and two and two thousand and three? <laughs> and uh, that he. That was a pretty funny little experiment. Wow, wow! Because I think it was Colby, um, the, the name Colby skyrocketed in America. That's crazy. <laughs> was funny. there was um, who was it? Sherry on Caramoan said that she named her son Colby. So uh, yeah, it's kind <laughs> of like the fact that we have these contestants. So um, that's that's crazy. That's just wow. You, you realize we're only probably about two years away from having the first contestant on Survivor who was born after this show premiered. 
I know that is just nuts. Yeah, that is cocoa nuts. Yeah, no, cocoa that is crazy. Nuts. <laughs> it's so cocoa nuts. Crazy to think that. Anyway, um, hashtag coconuts. Coconuts. What do your viewers think about the hashtags? Like trying to like play the game and try. Oh my god, maybe I'll play the game and I'll get a hashtag. That's what pit players are like these days. Like it's, I want to get a hashtag. It's. I mean, it's it's fun sometimes, but sometimes it's a bit like it depends on the hashtag, doesn't it? Like I mean, if it's something kind right, of cool, yeah. but I mean. If it's just dumb, like you know, um, right. what, it, what I don't know, the worst one I think they ever did was back in Philippines when they had survivor breakdown when Lisa was crying. Um, I mean, what hashtags would have been on Africa, like who the hell voted I for Lex know. or Frank and Brandon's <laughs> yeah. date movie night? Um, <laughs> you know, I'm just trying to think exactly, he right. can't eat the ham. Um, I, I, I don't Tom know, with a feather in his hand. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of all that. That's what somebody should do. They should just go back over all and re-edit um, old Survivor episodes with hashtags. I think that would be hilarious. I always thought that would be a really fun idea at that. Like, CBS would give some some Survivor fan who's also good at editing, like, access to, like, season one. And, you yeah. know, like, re-edit this the way you would like to see it. Yeah. And see what they would come up with. That would be, be interesting, interesting, wouldn't it? Just, like, kind of... And re-edit them in sort of a style. Like, how would Borneo... How would, you know, Africa be edited if it was new school? You know, you'd have all these character stuff right, taken right, out of it. Right. And it would just be so dramatic and kind of just... Yeah. That's actually... <laughs> that'd be fun. That, somebody should definitely do that. that. People would pay for that, CBS, if you're listening. There's some extra money-making things. Right. You know? Like, come on. It's always about the bottom dollar sometimes. <laughs> Um, now we've got some listener questions thanks to everyone who sent these in as always you know you can send them through so uh, make sure you stay tuned to our social media pages and we'll uh, obviously post who we've got now um, co-host of this show Colin who uh, wanted to be with us today but sadly couldn't make it he's a huge fan of yours Ethan and um, he's no. got he's got a couple he sort of touched on just what we're talking about in terms of the whole pass thing um, he, he says do you know who else is on Mrs. Zahowski's whole pass list um, <laughs> like who else is he? Is she put you on know. there? <laughs> I did not get the full list from Mike. Um, I'm sure he has it. Uh, you know, I'll research that for everyone. Yeah, everyone, everyone, like bombard his Twitter and ask him because I think we all want to know. Like, who's Ethan's yes. comparison list? Like, you know, if, if you're on the list with, I, I don't know, like. Brad Pitt and Ryan Gosling, you'd be like, hell yeah, I'm, you know, it's pretty cool. Like, you know, <laughs> right. what number do I come in on that list, Mrs. Zahowski? Please let me know. Um, now, a couple of questions. If, if you went back a third time, would you say you learnt more from winning an early season or fighting from the bottom on All-Stars a few years later? Mm, that's a good question. Uh, I think I learned more. I mean, I think it's good that I have both perspectives, to be honest. Uh, you know, I kind of know what it's like to, to be in a, a good situation for a long time, and I know what it's like to have to scramble every single day, every second of every day. So I think uh, it'll, be, it'll be fun to see what happens if I could combine both shows to go for a third time. Mm. But I don't think that'll ever happen, so... <laughs> <laughs> never say never. Uh, no, no, he also asks... Um, <laughs> I would say Colin's a massive Africa fan, so he says, can you explain why Africa oh. is the single greatest season in the history of Survivor and how no trio in 16 years since has ever topped yourself, Tom, and Lex? Oh, thank you. That's a very nice question. Uh, 
You know, I think uh, Africa's interesting in the sense that, well, one, it was the first switch ever. You know, like they switched tribes. That was the first time the switch was invented. The other time, which uh, most people don't realize, it was kind of also the first time where a tribe really kind of lost on purpose for the sake of, you know, being able to go to tribal council to vote someone out on purpose. So, like, we had a big puzzle challenge, my tribe, and we lost on purpose so we could get vote Silas out that night. You know, like, no one had really done that yet. Hmm. Yeah. So, so, you know, I can see why survive. You know, that's kind of like that was a stage of the game if people are trying to put it into perspective. But uh, I don't know why. You know, we were we were lucky. We were lucky that we found each other and we both uh, all had compliments that uh, each other needed to get further in the game. And, like, we kind of made just like a really good team. We yeah. all worked together really well. And if anybody out there maybe listening to this has never seen it, because it's weird to say that, but we obviously have a lot of Survivor fans who have kind of only picked this show up recently. But, um, by all means, Africa, definitely worth a watch. Uh, Katie Silas um, says, Coming into the merge, the women were low in numbers, yet the past three immunities have all been won by women. Actually, all of them have won one so far except for one challenge. That's an interesting point. Um, Katie says, I can't recall if every immunity has been won by someone different before. Will this trend continue? That's a very good point. It's been very even, hasn't it, on the challenge front? I guess so, yeah. Yeah. Mm. And that's why Survivor is like the greatest game on the planet, you know? Like, you don't necessarily have to be, you know, huge and big, strong guy or something or... You know, look at all the different types of people that can go and win Survivor and different uh, strategies to win Survivor as well. That's what I love about the game. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's, um, yeah, I, I, I'd be intrigued to kind of go over the stats of that, Katie. Good question. Thanks for your, for your question. Um, Hilda O'Connor, uh, I mean, you've already answered this one. Uh, who do you think has the best chance to win? We've already gone over that one. But she adds another question. Uh, what did you do on your pre-jury trip in All-Stars? my pre-jury trip where did I go yeah so I'm assuming where did a bunch of you guys go that were not on the jury uh, yeah we went uh, I had a great time oh my god it was it was awesome I was with uh, with Jerry Mancy and Colby Donaldson and we went to uh, Mexico we went to Solulita nice Mexico yeah, and then we hung out, and we just kind of got, got ate as much food as possible. Fantastic. That's a trip and a half. There you go. Thanks, Hilda, for that question. Um, I had uh, the distinct pleasure of uh, getting quite drunk with Jerry Manthe uh, recently in Ohio. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> um, one of the highlights of my nice. life. Um, and also, I, I met Lex in uh, LA, too, since you and I last spoke, and what a man. Wonderful. What a man. That guy yeah, is he's a great guy. an absolute legend. And I believe Kelly got the uh, transplant, did she not? Yes, it's fantastic. Yes. Yeah, his wife Kelly needed a, tra- a kidney transplant, and she got it, which is one is unbelievable. Fantastic, Such a blessing. Yeah, it was great to see that news as well. Um, I'm going to save Granny Survivor to last because you always have the best questions. I'm going to save that one for next. Um, now I actually know the answer to this question, and I mean I'm going to let you sort of tell the story. Gene uh, uh, says uh, it's a two part question. I'll go with the first one, the one that I know the answer to. Have you been to Australia before, Ethan? I know you've been to Australia before. I have. I've been to Australia twice, actually. Right. Um, and I love it. 
had a wonderful time. It's it's interesting because I remember somebody brought it up because um you actually were on a TV show here. You're on Rove, uh, and you kind of were with like koalas and stuff. I think from memory, um, which I'd yeah. love to find that footage. I mean, how was Rove? I mean, because Rove is a huge Survivor fan. I don't know if like you've ever kind of seen some of the stuff you know in later years because he's actually really good buddies with Jeff Probst now. But um, did you did you like that oh, experience really? of like hanging out with Rove? I mean, he's an awesome guy. Yeah, it was a totally fun experience. Yeah, I loved there. You know, uh, yeah, it was really uh, I had a good trip, and it was a fun experience. But and, and weird in the sense that, like, I think I went to some. I think it was the Brisbane Zoo, and they named a koala after me. <laughs> and I was dating Jenna at the time, so they named two little baby koalas after Jenna and I. And it was, it was, uh, it was it, it, then like my koala died. It was just really weird. <laughs> <laughs> really weird wow! Wow! Unfortunately, wow! But. Uh, and I think I did some work with like Holden cars. Is there a Holden? There cars is. Yes, over that's there? our uh, that's our yeah, iconic yeah. brand in Australia of our cars. Yes. Wow, yeah, that's, that's, that's a trend. That yeah. it seems to be a Survivor trend then, because um, our version of of Survivor here, um, one of the the runner up of last year's season, he did a commercial for Holden. So basically, when they were showing this season, he was every bloody ad break there was like three commercials with this guy, and it was kind of got annoying. <laughs> it was a running joke. Like people would tweet him, go, "Get the hell off our TV screens, Lee! It's annoying." So maybe like right. Holden has an affinity for Survivor or something like that. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know that. Um, you know, maybe they're going to win a. I heard your I heard your survivors doing uh, doing really well. I heard it's a, a popular show and yeah. the host is doing great. Yeah. and uh, that's awesome. It's, uh, it's been very successful. The survivor fans are loving it, and they're uh, bringing it back for another season next year. It's kind of they, they haven't really given too much details on it, but it looks like it's kind of almost going to be like a celebrity versus non-celebrity season. It hasn't really been officially. Oh, yeah. I mean, a lot of people aren't really too keen on already. The twist. They're going to celebrities. Yeah, but. Um, you know, wow. we'll see. <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah. New Zealand, it, of course. Give it a minute. Let it breathe. Yeah, yeah. New Zealand have got their own version too. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's wow. going on this side of the world. Um, now, Genos adds, when was the last time you spoke to your runner-up buddy, Kim Johnson? Oh, that's another great question. Thank you. Uh, I haven't talked to her on the telephone, but we email probably like, you know, three, four times a year. Nice. And uh, so I'd say probably like two months ago. There you go. Good to hear. I always get yeah. a bit of a smile on my face to find out that you guys are still talking after all these years. So that's that's a good thing to hear. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, Mitch says... I just, Fra- I just talked to Frank Garrison by text yesterday. Great. talking about his daughters and how great soccer players they are and... He still talks with Carl, and I'm still friends with Lex and Tom, and talk Fantastic. to Kim every now and then, and Lindsay, Kelly, yeah, we're all, yeah, it's good. Good to hear. Is anyone from, like, all, like who's kind of in that All-Stars crew that you would talk to the most? Like, someone like Colby? Do you talk to Colby still, or people like that at all, or not really? No, not so, I talk, not so much. Uh, I talked to Richard Hatch, uh, Lex, Jerry, um, Sheanne. Great. Uh, yeah, Big Tom. Boston Rob ever on the Christmas card list? Gen- or? Jenna, Lew- Jenna Lewis. <laughs> Not so much Boston Rob. <laughs> Always have to ask that one. Um, <laughs> Mitch, uh, three parts. Uh, first one, I, he always sends these one. These was funny. Who was the biggest diva around camp? Uh, I'm going to go with Africa. Let's 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 avoid all stars here. But I mean, we can maybe find that out. But who was the biggest diva? Oh, simple. It was C- 
Clarence. Clarence. Clarence was the biggest diva on the planet. Like <laughs> he would, you would, he'd be putting on like would take like putting on war paint, and he'd be like painting his abs, and, like shadowing his abs with the paint to make his abs like all jacked, and he'd be doing like pu- he'd do like push ups and stuff to get his muscles all jacked. It was totally funny. I'm like, save your energy, dude. <laughs> you know, he was he was ripped, but like I'm like, you don't need to be you know doing extra like fitness here. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, he also says, uh, who was the most annoying that you would be pleased to send off to Exile Island? Oh, wow. On Africa? Yeah, we'll go with Africa. Oh, I don't know. That's a tough one. Um, I think we are all pretty cool people, to be honest. Um, there was probably, there's times, I think, like, you know, uh, you know, Brandon got to, got, got to me a little bit. Frank got to me a little bit. You know, he's tough to deal with sometimes, but, uh. Yeah, actually, I'd probably send Frank to Exile only because I know he'd probably like it better than being around people. That guy hates people. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, and this one, I feel we've touched on this in the past, but which three players do you think from Africa, and we'll go with obviously players who've not come back for a second time, so you can't vote for Lex and Tom or yourself here, uh, deserve a second chance from your season? Uh, deserves. I think Kelly Goldsmith mm-hmm. of everyone. I think she's a really good player, smart player. She kind of got the raw end of the stick, got voted out a little bit. I'd like to see her play again because um, I think she knows the game as well. She's a smart, smart girl. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm a huge, I'm a huge fan of Kelly, and uh, yeah, I, I would yeah. love to see her come back. Um, thanks for that question. Miranda says, "What was a favorite challenge that you competed on during your time on Survivor?" Favorite challenge? Well, it's got. I mean, I always go back to this one only because it's just so, so part of a bigger story. But it was the first reward challenge where I won these two goats. It was like a you hop on a seesaw and it kind of popped up a beanbag that you got to get into a basket and there's different things you got to you know keep popping on the seesaw. Um, and then uh, so I won these two goats and I took the goats to the village of Wamba and that's when I played hacky sack with all the kids. Blah blah mm-hmm. blah. So that's probably the be- with the best challenge I I like to do. Beautiful. Good answer. Uh, Leah P uh, says Queen Lauren is amazing in challenges such a goddess and her winner's edit is growing even though I'm not 100% sold she can win do you think Lauren will use her advantage in the next episode she only has until final six to use it doesn't she hmm Hmm, I did not get the rule on that yeah, one, but either. I trust the viewer, and so, yeah, she seems like she, I feel like she's going to use that thing. She seems like she wants to play the game, and she's pretty excited to be able to use her advantages, so I expect her to use it. Alrighty, now, a few ones here, these are kind of uh, almost some sort of game things here with some options here. So, Ruth Marie, she she loves this question, this is actually a really a clever question. She This is kind of like a, right. a scenario if you were to come back, and it says, Ethan, if you were sent to Exile Island Reward Boat uh, for the length of two days. And it's very specific. It's a reward boat um, for the length of two days until the next tribal council and had to sit down with... Like the whole Cochrane thing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Debbie Cochrane thing. Yep, exactly right. You've got the option to choose from four different advantages, right? She's she's come up with four advantages here that you've got to choose one of these. So these are the options you have. You have the Vote Tripler, which gains the ability to add three votes to only one player in a tribal council, but the consequence being you are unable to vote in the next tribal council. 
are the spy bunker, so you can spy on the other tribe in an <laughs> underground bunker located directly under the other tribe's shelter, and you can do so for 30 minutes. The vote reveal, so you can play it at any tribal council until the final seven, and when you come back to camp, you will have a note in your personal belongings telling you who voted for who. Or the mutiny idol, which allows you to play it to save whoever has the most votes from elimination, but send them to the other tribe instead. Oh, I like the last one. I yeah. That's kind of fun. Interesting one, yeah. All the other ones are too... So, who did, first of all, congratulations to whoever came up with that. Bruce Murray. Uh, I hope John Kerhofer, the guy who's in charge of all the challenges and stuff, is listening because you deserve to have get a job out there on Survivor. So good job with that. Like I couldn't even follow your clues. That's why uh, it's a good thing I'm not playing. Um, but yeah, the last one seems pretty fun. Good answer. Yeah, I, I think we kind of established that we feel that some of these people are just uh, you know CBS uh, employees in disguise because you know they often send these questions in every week. So we feel they're surveying the players right. to kind of get an idea of uh, of what's going on. So here's a quick follow and this one's fun so Sasha Pewdersmith love her name every week I say that she has a game so she's I've got some I've got some contestants here for you Ethan that you have got to do okay. you either have to kiss them slap them hug them oh. or run away so they're the options kiss oh slap hug or run away okay Kim Johnson yeah uh, hug hug T-Bird Kiss. <laughs> uh, Lex. Slap. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch that. Um, Corinne. <laughs> oh, run away. That was appropriate. Nice. Definitely. Stay. Run, run, run. <laughs> um, Courtney. Courtney Yates. Oh, I thought I had only had four. I had only had four. All right. Oh no, Courtney Yates. I'd hug Courtney Yates. Courtney Yates. Yeah. No, you can. You, you. You. The four options. You can choose any of them. You don't... Oh, I can. You. I can double up. Yeah. I could, oh, I thought I could only give one to one. No. All right. No. Okay. Oh. Okay, no. This. Fine. This isn't. Ding, oh, marry. Well, this know, is. Yeah. I'd hug. I'd. I'd hug everyone. I'm a nice guy. I'd hug everyone. <laughs> Except for Corinne, you'd still run away. Um. No. Tina. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tina. Tina Wesson. Oh, hug. Totally uh, hug Tina. Sue Hawk. Ooh, Sue Hawk. I don't know. I would no. I definitely hug Sue. Yeah, I haven't enough. thought about her in a while. Yeah, good one. Uh, here we go, Boston Rob. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'd probably slap him. <laughs> yeah, uh, Kelly- he'd, he'd slap me back, and it'd probably start something. But <laughs> it would be a bit fun. <laughs> um, Kelly Wigglesworth. <laughs> Kelly Wigglesworth. Oh, I would hug Kelly Wigglesworth. Uh, Sandra Diaz Twine. I don't really know Sandra. I would probably like uh, maybe maybe a good way to introduce myself would be to kiss her. So oh. I kiss Sandra. Say hello. Be a good thing to see. Uh, Debbie, uh, uh, as in recent Debbie that we just had. Debbie. Oh, I run away. I yeah. run away. I run away. <laughs> I don't want any part of that. Uh, no part of that whatsoever. What about Ty? Oh, Ty. I mean, you got to hug Ty, right? You got to yeah. hug him and then just kind of put him in your back pocket. And <laughs> just walk around a little bit. Uh, Sari. Sari. Oh, Sari. Hug. Hug, hug, hug. hug. I think I have hugged Sari. Yeah. Yeah. There you I, go. So this game is a little awkward because there are some people that I actually have hugged. Yep. You yep. know, or sla- uh, no, I haven't really slapped anyone <laughs> kissing. That's a whole nother uh, season. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> yeah, I think there was a moment there where we realised that uh, you probably had kissed a few of these people at one point. So, uh, you know. right, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we did an episode. I swear we did a an long episode. Time ago, I ma- I'm married and I'm happily married. Yes, you are now. That's ago. that's in the past. Um, now we've got three more here. They're all from this season. Uh, Mike, you're well. I mean, we don't want his wife in this situation, so it's just Mike. Right, right. That, that would get a little bit weird. Yes. A little, like, freaking fantasy thing going on. No, that can't, that can't happen. Yep, yep. Um, Ashley. Ashley. She seems pretty... I like Ashley. I like Ashley. Um, I think she's playing a good game. But, um, yeah, I'd, I'd probably... Uh, I'd, I'd hug Ashley. And the final one, uh, Lauren. Lauren. Uh, I'd... Uh, you know, I'm, I'm boring. I'm boring. I, <laughs> but I, I wouldn't slap her. No. But I, I'd hug her definitely. But but I, but she's smart. So like you know, if, if it's a gameplay, I I might have to run away from her gameplay wise because <laughs> she's, she's a good player. Oh, Sasha, I love your questions. Never change. All right, final one here. Granny Survivor, our beloved Granny Survivor. Now she's got a couple of questions here, and then she's also got a bit of a game to play to close it all out. But she first of all starts off by saying, "Hello, dears." What an amazing double episode. I have to admit, JP going surprised me only because he had a horrible edit and he's the purple Kelly of this season. I honestly forgot he was on the season. Lauren Rimmer is amazing and really good at challenges. I think we all forgot and he even got voted out again, Granny. It's all good. Uh, I'm so glad Lauren, Joe, and Mike are still around. Well, Joe's not around anymore, um, but that was in the second episode. Uh, Anyway, so the question she has. All right. What is your favourite season country setting? So I guess the favourite uh, country survivors mm-hmm. been to, except from Africa, apart from Africa. Right, 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 right. Good question. Well, now I think it's uh, you know I think now what is interesting is you know it's not uh, the country that the, the the season is filmed in isn't as like highlighted, right? You know they mm-hmm. can. So they just changed the themes versus changing the country. So back in the day, it, it was really exciting when you were to what country they're going to go into next. That was yeah. really exciting. Um, I mean, obviously, and I know I'm not allowed to say, but Africa was the most beautiful season I feel that ever. You know, I think so. Um, but um, I think, uh, well, you know, I liked. Um, I, li- I kind of I liked. I think Australia. I, I'm not just saying that. I thought good Australia answer. was pretty good. <laughs> uh, totally good answer, right? You know, yep. I think I'm playing Survivor right now. You are. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, of course. Of course. Uh, Thailand wasn't great. Palau was all right. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Well, Panama was not good. Panama was not good. No, no. Much preferred uh, Africa. Um, yeah. Now, her second we already answered this one, Granny. Uh, she asked uh, last time you spoke to Big Tom, Lex, and T-Bird. I mean, you just obviously mentioned you, you talked to them uh, a fair bit. Um, and what did you think of Game Changers? I know we had you on during Game Changers, but I guess the, the overall season, did you, did you enjoy it? Yeah, I, and once again, I think it was, it was exciting, you know. It was hard to get into it because you just felt that something random was going to happen the next episode as it i mean that was the whole purpose of the game so it's just hard to kind of attach yourself to and really get into the game and there's so much stuff happening confusing for me that was tough for me but uh i think as a fan it was a decent season mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i'd agree now she closes out with a game this is a true or false game Ethan. you got five things here so basically all right she uh she loves to grab certain things from people's bios and you've got to say whether or not these are true or false things these are trivia <laughs> trivia nice. facts that appear, or maybe not appear, on 
these contestants Survivor Wiki pages. <laughs> nice. So, um, all right, I love it. I love all it. All right, number one is this true or false? T Bird appeared as a contestant on the CBS game show Card Sharks in 1987. False. That's true. I didn't even know that. Really? Go T-Bird. Oh, yeah. my goodness. I need to ask need, her about I that. I need to freaking... Yeah, I need to, yeah. <laughs> what was it called? Card Sharks? Card Sharks. Yeah. That was the year I was born. 87. Oh. All right. Wow. <laughs> Holy moly. There you go. Uh, number two. Amanda was born on the exact same date as Survivor South Pacific contestant Whitney Duncan. Oh, my God. I would say that's false. That's true, apparently. Mm. <laughs> All right. Here's a random trivia fact for you, Ethan. I'm going to put you on the spot here. Yeah. Can you, can you tell me something that you... A, a, a similar thing that you and Whitney can share. What's a random trivia stat that you and Whitney can uh, share amongst Survivor contestants? Really put you on the spot here. Me? Yeah. I have no idea. You are you are one of only, I think, what, six people from Survivor to have ever been on The Amazing Race. There you go. <laughs> oh wow! Whitney was on the Amazing Race. Yeah, All right. see and, uh, her Bo Keith oh. from the same season. I don't know if you remember those two, but yeah, they were on. Um, oh wow! I did not. One of the, I think that's the only full they season came from the Amazing Race. No, no they, wasn't, uh, they were on the, Survivor the and they were on. Amazing race. Yeah, no, but the twenties came from Amazing Race on Survivor. Whitney and Keith met on Survivor and then went on Amazing Race about I don't know five uh, years later. Interesting. I think it's the only full season of the Amazing Race I've ever watched. I was going to watch the season that you were on, <laughs> but you got, like, you lost in the first episode, so I stopped watching, so. <laughs> thanks for reminding me, by the way. <laughs> well, thanks for uh, making me not watch an I entire season of the Amazing that. Race. Uh, <laughs> so. Yeah, you see, I, you should be thanking me. You should yeah. be thanking me. No, exactly. I, I, I mean that. Um, number three, uh, still on Amanda. Amanda lost 30 pounds during her time on China. Oh, my God. Uh, do I believe that? Yeah, is that true I, or false? I mean, yeah, she was pretty skinny. True, that's false. <laughs> I, I couldn't. T- I couldn't tell you how much she lost. I haven't got that information. But there we go. You're going to make me play true false about a woman's weight? Like you can't do that. That's like the, the like. I can't win either way on that one. Like oh, if I you know I say something, they're like oh, you know. Blame, blame the question writer here, Ethan, not the host. Uh, number four. Right, right, right. Corinne's luxury item was a childhood toy in Caramoan. Oh, my God, false. Yay, that's correct. Uh, apparently, it was a mirror. There nice. you go. <laughs> I'm sure it was. Knowing <laughs> correct. Uh, and the final one here, uh, Sue Hawk. Well, funnily enough, you haven't thought about it in a while. She's getting brought up again. Uh, Sue Hawk appeared in the 2001 film Bubble Boy as a waitress. Oh, my God. False. That's true. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Where have I been in this world? It's like I kind of just like <laughs> checked out. I don't know these like these important things going on in, this in the is, universe. You know, it's really crazy is the fact that you know that means that from Borneo, uh, Bubble Boy, so, yeah, Bubble yeah. Boy. So Sue went into that. Of course, uh, Colleen was in the Animal. You missed out on being in some yeah, uh, big that. Hollywood hits by uh, being two seasons later. So. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, thanks, everyone, who's sending uh, questions, as always. We appreciate it. Now, Ethan, before I let you go, uh, I mean, what's going on with you at the moment? Anything you want to sort of send out a plug for or kind of give any teasers out there and, and kind of how things going for you in uh, in Ethan Town right now? 
Yeah, I mean, everything's going great. Uh, I was traveling in uh, Indonesia, doing some work with the U.S. State Department and working in some uh, underprivileged areas, teaching kids uh, soccer and health. And then, uh, yeah, other than that, my charity, Grassroots Soccer, I'm always plugging that, so take a check it out. So, yeah, that's about it. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, uh, way back in the day, I wrote uh, three children's books, and I'm going to be a re- Writing one of them and republish, you know, updating and republishing that probably later this year. So oh, it's wow. called Soccer World Africa, South Africa. So that'll be fun. So there keep an eye out for that. Wow, can we can we expect like uh, I don't know, like a Netflix series around this or something as well? Like is this kind <laughs> yeah, of- right <laughs> uh, around a ki- writing of a kids book? Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm going to start a Netflix series about it's, my It's 2017, books. Ethan. You never know, right? I mean... <laughs> of course. Totally. I'm going to film it in my backyard so, yep, yep. on my iPhone. Yeah. Well, we look forward to seeing it. I'm sure it will go very well. Um, you know, just, uh, yeah. Speak to Sue Hawke. She's an actor. Um, so she, she yeah, exactly, yeah. appear in it. Ethan, mate, always, always, always a pleasure having you here on this show. I uh, really, really appreciate it. Best of luck with everything. And, uh, you know, we'll get you on again in the future at some point to talk about Survivor and all things in between of hands. Course, so, man. uh, yeah, really do appreciate it. All right. Well, thanks so much. I always love chatting with you. And, uh, thanks for everyone to, who continues to watch Survivor and continues to listen to your show. Thanks so much. And, uh, big thanks to Ethan, as always, uh, coming in here to kind of close it out. But, uh, always a pleasure, obviously, to have. Ethan on the show, and uh, big pleasure to have someone back on the show, of course, to talk about Survivor that, uh, you know, played the game. It's been a while. I think since John Carroll, I believe. It's, it's at least a month. It's um, crazy to think that it's been that uh, that long, and obviously something that I guess in terms of our history of our show, we're not really that used to kind of going that period of time, but... Um, yeah, I guess these sort of things happen from time to time. But uh, we appreciate everybody who's uh, sort of tuning into us and being patient. And uh, obviously, we explained a little bit last week in regards to that. And um, in regards to the rest of the year, I, I honestly cannot tell you what's going to happen for the last. I think we've only got two weeks left to go um, with the recaps. I mean, we're going to strive to get people on that we've talked to and hope that would come on throughout the season. Um, and yeah, obviously we will, we'll try our, our darndest to, to get to that. But, um, you know, if it doesn't happen and it's just myself or Rossi or Colin or Noah or anybody along those signs, obviously, uh, we'll, we'll put out as best an episode as we can. We still have the exit interviews to come. Um, if you're sort of tuning in today and, uh, obviously you've seen our Joe, uh, exit interview is up. Uh, if you don't know, sort of a bit unsure why we're missing a JP one, uh, basically, uh, for some reason we were informed that JP, uh, wasn't doing phoners. Uh, and to submit questions via uh, text. So um, at some stage, we will receive our answers to our questions that we sent through to JP, and uh, we'll publish that as an in-written form on our website. So um, stay tuned to our socials, and you will obviously see that up there and uh, find out along those lines as well. But, uh, yeah, two more weeks to go this season. I, I personally really have been enjoying this season. Uh, I, I know a lot of people have been very questionable about this, but I talked a lot about that last week with Rossi. Uh, I feel this is definitely going to be a season that uh, over time will be appreciated more. So, um, yeah, very much enjoying it. It's a very character-driven season, just some great moments. And, uh, yeah, I think it's going to get even better along the way. So uh, stay tuned uh, to everything that goes with that um, throughout the way. So uh, stay tuned, as I've said about five times now in the space of 30 seconds. 
Of course, remember to like us on Facebook, uh, Twitter, everything else that we're out there. And, uh, you know, stay up to date with all other shows. Obviously, it's not just Survivor. We've um, got some great stuff coming out uh, in terms of the other shows that we're mainly covering. Obviously, our recap series with Nip Tuck, Third Watch and Lost. Uh, stay tuned tomorrow if you're, if you're a Nip Tuck fan. And, um, you know, I, I'm sure there are a bunch of you out there that are tuning into our recaps every single week. But uh, we, we spoke uh, this week to one of the four main stars of Nip Tuck, John Hensley, who played Matt on the show. Uh, on every single season, uh, was credited with every single hundred of the episodes. He didn't appear in every hundred episode, but he, uh, he did sort of appear in the majority of them. Um, just a great chat, a two and a half hour sweeping chat with the man. It's just so entertaining, thoroughly, thoroughly worth listening to if you're out there and a Nip Tuck fan. And, uh, I'd say one of, one of the, the most wide ranging fun interviews I've ever done in my entire career. So, um, definitely tune into that. Uh, we're going to be posting that tomorrow. That's Saturday. December 2nd, uh, for those playing at home, uh, that's Australian time, obviously. If you're uh, listening to us in North America, that will be Friday night for you. But, um, yeah, definitely worth a listen. And outside of that, uh, in regards to Third Watch, we've got some actors lined up for that as well to chat to. Same with a couple more in Nip Tuck, and we're going to be chasing dumb sound, done, we're going to be chasing down, I'll just uh, make sure I speak properly, uh, some lost ones as well. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be fun with that. Outside of our TV coverage, of course, our movies, Star Wars Month, uh, our second Ewoks, uh, film was up yesterday, Thursday. Get it, get into it. It's good. It's fun. It's, yeah. Uh, and we've got one more to go, uh, the animated Clone Wars movie that came out, uh, several years back. We're doing that one next week as then we will do our Last Jedi preview episode before. Wow. Can you believe Star Wars Last Jedi is less than two weeks away? We will be then doing specials for that. We'll be doing two, for the first time, two review episodes. We generally only do our spoiler-free review episode for you, but uh, given it's Star Wars, uh, we kind of need to do a spoiler one as well. So we will release a spoiler-free review, followed up by a spoiler review. So um, just stay tuned for those, and that will then lead us into Christmas month on the Oz Network as we look at the Santa Claus trilogy and Christmas with the Cranks. It's kind of a Tim Allen Christmas month, if you want to be technical. So, um, yeah, looking forward to it. Plenty of coverage still to come as we move then into 2018. And, uh, yeah, it's um, action stations here at the Oz Network and keeping busy. And we hope that you are enjoying um, the, the stuff that we're putting out. As always, if you are, please let us know. You can email us at the Oz Network at hotmail.com. Send us a, a message on Facebook, comment, tweet, whatever you want to do. Uh, Instagram as well, you can message us on there. And by all means, of course, uh, if you do have iTunes, we really would appreciate it if you could head there and uh, give us some ratings. Just leave some feedback. You just have to click on the uh, star rating, uh, whatever you think we're worth, and then obviously leave a, a brief little review. So we'd obviously very much appreciate that. If anybody out there can uh, take a few moments of their time, same with Spotify and Stitcher, that would be all kinds of gravy. But again, Ethan, pleasure. Thank you so much. And to everybody who's listened, thank you to all the questions we've got sent in. Thank you. And we'll be back to cover the final few weeks of Survivor Heroes vs. Healers vs. Hustlers. My name is Ben. Thank you for tuning in to the Oz Network. We'll speak to you next time. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.